Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Support Wrestle Talk. Tell a friend. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy. Hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Irwin. Hello, the Wrestle Talk universe, Wrestle Talkers, the Wrestle Talk community. Hello, Oliver Davis. How are you? How did you find today's show? I thought it was a good show. We got to talk about news, which we don't usually do, and we debuted my new favourite thing in the whole of Wrestle Talk. Which is the crap gimmicks. I love a, love a crap gimmick. Yeah, which kind of... So initially, I just wanted people to send in the crap gimmicks. We'd read them out. I assumed that would be funny. Turns out it was, I think at least. But as we were doing it, I realised, wait a second. There's almost a game at play here. Is your gimmick crap enough? To be part of the crap gimmicks roster. So like, now you really have to have an absolutely worthless gimmick because we are going to be scrutinising your gimmicks, people, for anything positive in there. Well, what I was going to say, when we started doing this, I was expecting uh, like mid-90s WWF gimmicks, which was just like, he is a wrestler and a blank. He is a wrestler and a clown. He is a wrestler and a dustman. Like, that's mm. what I was expecting. And then people just, like, just pick a really crap job. He is a wrestler and a race car driver and just give them something around that gimmick, like I did with the fishmonger. Uh, and, and as someone suggested, and his valet, Annette. And he says, is used the mm. fisherman suplex to end yes, things yes. off. Yeah, and he says, I'm going to fill it to you. Mm-hmm. Lord, this all, that's what I was kind of expecting. What we actually got was people who gave us half-decent gimmicks that with a little bit of tinkering could become great gimmicks. Yeah, really solid lower <laughs> mid-card gimmicks. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> but where you can see that for yourself. If you want to send any of your own crap gimmicks, send them to ollie at wrestletalk.tv. Remember... The crapper, the better. Mm-hmm. We will. We, you won't get to join. You won't be inducted into our crap gimmicks roster, which is now a thing that we've invented, yep. unless it is completely worthless. Uh, let's get on some Wrestle Ramble reviews on iTunes. So Alps five one zero says, "Wittertainment for wrestling fans." Now that is like, like the highest of the high praise. Yeah, that's. Um, I don't want to do like negate all the other reviews, but that that makes my heart warm. <laughs> it does a bit, doesn't it? Because it is a reference to a very popular British podcast. Very popular British podcast. Uh, by Simon Mayo and Mark Kermode. The, the the film show. I think it's just called The Film Show, isn't it? Quite... Uh, Kermode and Mayo on Five Live yeah. or something like that. But it's but entertainment. They write, This is a great podcast. Luke and Ollie provide great entertainment throughout their rambles and great insight through their reviews. They have passion for wrestling, but it doesn't boil over into cockiness. This podcast is the wrestling equivalent of the Mayo and Kermode movie podcast. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, I've just read the next bit of this review. Thank you very much. Uh, except it is a gazillion times better. I mean, whoa! whoa thank whoa. you, Alps. What a review! Uh, uh, I, we're doing that thing. Not, where not we, sure. I'm not sure I can agree with the review, but I. I mean, I'm very flattered. Very flattered. But I don't think we're that good. We should <laughs> stop saying that, though, shouldn't we? God, it's less de- self-deprecating. Yeah, uh, Finn. It's not self. Self-deprecating seems like a. I like. I genuinely don't think we're as good as Kermode and Mayo. I feel it's. Uh, Self-deprecating feels like a, a joke thing that people do. Finn underscore 1892, fair old, says, <laughs> Great podcast, great guys. Only podcast I listen to have really interesting views and conversations, especially when they disagree. 
beach balls anyone. <laughs> also, I walked past Luke in oh. Leicester Square when he must have been at Fright Fest. Not really relevant, but I thought as my thought as well. But I thought I might as well say that. Oh, Finn, Finn, eighteen ninety-two. Should have said hello. I'm always happy to say hello to people, uh, especially when I'm walking through Leicester Square. Not if you're late for a fight fest, fright fest, uh, and I was late for a couple of them. They do they call them fright fest screamings? No, they don't. They're just it's just the next fright fest film that's on. Feel free to relay <laughs> that suggestion back. Yeah, to I'll, I'll get Alan on the blower mm. and I'll let him know. Uh, but yes, yeah, should we get on with the show? Let's do that. Crap gimmicks, you've been in touch. So the idea is you just come up with the worst ideas possible for a wrestling character, send them in to us, we'll read at them read at them we'll read them and then laugh at them yes someone actually uh, added to uh, our fishmonger gimmick oh yeah um saying that he should have a valet called annette oh, oh that's that is very superb pun that work is tasty and the exact sort of crap wwe could do so well done person who suggested that do you remember who I it was i remember sorry i just sorry i hate the fans be friendly in the comments this is from jay downey number one so presumably just Jay Downey was taken. Feel for you there, man. I'm Ollie Davis 88 in most things. I thought it was your birth year. It is, but yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, okay. Uh, that means now everyone knows my birth year. Yeah, well, Some people always say, how old are you? Yeah, 45. Because you look really old with the grey hair. I know, mate. So this is from Jay Downey. I really want to see a really young wrestler play the part of a veteran who keeps making absolutely ridiculous claims about things he did, like claim he wrestled a legend, but in a place he'd rarely been to. In a year he wasn't active. <laughs> Example, I wrestled Hogan in the 90s, brother. 95,000 people in Argentina. Just every time it gets more absurd, but no one really calls him out on it. I want to see how long it could go on paper before the younger generation catches on <laughs> that it's impossible he's done these things. So what he wants to do is essentially have Hulk Hogan in real life as a wrestling character. Yeah, that's a good point. Where yeah. it's just like, yeah, like, body slammed Andre the Giant in front of 130,000 people, brother. Um, uh, or actually, no, it's like a 1.3 million people, brother. Just like the number just keeps changing yeah. no matter when he's telling the story. Metallica wanted me to play bass for them, brother. Um, I was going to be the face of the George Foreman grill, brother, but I wasn't at home to enter the call. This this is actually quite a good gimmick. I like I that. D- you know what? I might actually have to outrule this for the crap gimmicks. Yeah. No, because this has legs. That has legs. That's a great gimmick. Especially, that could be really, really funny. <laughs> as yeah, that could be, and you as, could a, get as a real, like, as a real, like low-level mm. um, undercard comedy character, like that's perfect for a Fandango. Yeah, because like what one of the traits of a chicken S-word heel, or like the Miz, for instance, is you know you're a heel, you're announcing, you're exaggerating your own, uh, your own ability. I'm the A-lister. I've starred in all these Hollywood movies when really it's just WWE Studios produced ones. I'm the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Really, it's his Miz Taraj and Maurice that's helping him. But they are just exaggerations of a core point. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anyone who just flat out lies yeah. and makes up stuff that's never happened. That'd be great. That, I'm, I'm afraid, Jay Danny, you've actually come up with a great gimmick. You know what? I His other one is good. Yeah. Ex bodybuilder becomes WWE referee. There's more to this. Oh, excellent! Ex bodybuilder who becomes a WWE referee. No sells ref bumps. <laughs> Slowly becomes a foil for heels, building up to a major WrestleMania level angle. Or as a top baby face, finally has his first match against the top heel. Oh, I like that as well. Do you know what? There is there TNA have done it. Have they really? Yeah. Oh, the- with blue shoes. Was it Blue Shoes? I can't remember the name of him, but it was a referee who uh, was a lot physically fitter than a mm. lot of people. The bald who guy, were right? Wrestling. I think it was. Yeah. yeah Mark. I think his name was Mark or something. But he wore like red. He wore he, red, and it's not red shoes. Mm. But he wore like blue tennis shoes. Okay. And it was just like it, everyone spotted him out because like he's wearing blue shoes. And and the heels would start on him, and he'd always go, "I'm just a referee. I'm just a referee." But one one day he was like, and they finally pushed him back, and yeah. they had a match. And, uh, but that was that was widely criticised as a bad way to introduce a, a character. Mm-hmm. Garrett Bischoff certainly didn't get over that way either. I, I I prefer it as a comedy thing. Again, this is no, this is a bad one because it's n- it's not going to have any good results. Yes, pretty much. So well done. That is a crap gimmick. Uh, I like how we're rewarding people <laughs> for coming up with the worst ideas. Your gimmick's too good. No, no, it doesn't count here. Uh, and the last one we're we'll do today is from Alex Pearson. 
Uh, the gimmick is inspired by Sinkara and basically entails botching every move they attempt. Suplex, arm drag, dive, you name it, they botch it. However, they have one move that is hard to pull off. Involves a long taunt and a high-risk manoeuvre similar to Martin Kirby's Zoidberg elbow or Santino's Cobra and nobody ever kicks out of it. <laughs> Hope you like it. Is that a bad gimmick? It would be if it was just the first part. Yeah, if you were just like the gimmick was you botch moves. But it's very like it's very hard for the second part to not get over. Yes. Because everyone naturally when it's a lo- anything with a long long taunt, people's elbow, Scotty Too Hot is the worm. Glorious at the moment. Glorious. Uh it's it's gonna get people just wanting to see the payoff bit. Mm-hmm. And if you keep you know, WWE forget this sometimes. If you keep teasing something and don't give it when when the audience eventually get it, they're happy. They're very happy. So, but that will get over as a, a baby. The Scotty Too Hotty one was is a great example there. When you used to do the worm, you do like the whole ba ba, and then do the W O R M and things like that. But I used to love it when heels would come in and stop the worm yeah. because that the the heat you get from stopping Scotty doing the worm. Oh, because the crowd want to see it. Well, because I remember when, because I, I was a kid, I wasn't smart to the business at all. I was genuinely annoyed when I didn't get to see my favourite move. Yeah. Yeah. That it's... makes this old fashioned. <laughs> uh, that's good. But yes. Uh, so we're going to say that is not a crap gimmick. It's not crap enough. It's not crap enough. No, unfortunately no. not. No. But if you have, if you think you can come up, can come up with a crapper gimmick, this is why I don't do links because mm. I, I stumble over my words. If you think you can do crapper gimmicks, let us know. Email him, ollie at wrestletalk.tv. <laughs> So this is the second news one we've ever done. Hmm. This is fun, isn't it? I like talking about the yeah. news uh, with you because I think I said the last time we do news videos, but we don't often just get to sit down and actually talk about the news itself. So yes, yeah, so it should be good fun. We don't get to shoot the Tyler Breeze. No, we don't. And so I'm very, and especially when you've got such a hot topic of hot conversation topic. like sexy star and triple mania. So do you want to take us over the uh, the, the genesis of this story? Okay, so I'll do my best. <laughs> Last Saturday was Triple Mania, which is AAA's biggest show of the year. It's there, WrestleMania, yeah. as the name would betray. And uh, it, I, did it do really? It did like a 22.6 rating in Mexico. Yeah, it did. And it, it Crazy. Drew, drew like a really good house as well. Yeah, so it's their biggest show of the year. It was headlined by... Uh, Johnny Mundo. No, it wasn't. It was... Uh, oh, it was, it was uh, Wagner Jr. Wagner and Jr. Psycho Clown. And Psycho Clown, which is a huge match there. It's a mask versus mask mm. match. So Wagner Jr., like the, a legend within AAA, has now had to unmask. People thought it would never happen. Mm. So that's a big deal. But earlier in the show, the, uh, the big event made headlines for the wrong reasons. And this was in a four-way sexy star of Lucha Underground fame. I've gone on, I've gone on a little bit hoarse there. <laughs> <clears throat> of, of uh, Lucha Underground fame. She was actually their world champion at one point, mm-hmm. which uh, a lot of people were annoyed about, but it works within the confines of Lucha Underground's fantastical plot. She is... On, on that, when we did uh, Women <laughs> Wrestling Men last time, I said it was um, Sexy Star. It was Eva Lee's I was thinking of. Right, right. Yes. Uh, so Sexy Star is the Reina de Reinas champion, I believe it is. She yes. won't be for much longer. <laughs> uh, of AAA. And she was defending in a four-way against Lady Shanae, someone else, Hamada, mm-hmm. so I can't remember her first name, and Rosemary. Rosemary, of course, is from GFW, formerly TNA, and she was the GFW Women's Champion, Knockouts Champion. Uh, she was the one before the current one. Sienna. So it's Sienna at the moment. And in the end, at the end of this match, Sexy Star got Rosemary in an armbar, uh, put too much talk, overextended, and it looked like she had popped the elbow out of its place, which of course is very, very bad. Ouch. It was a legit shoot, so she put on a legit hold she, that wasn't fake wrestling she actually tried to injure allegedly yeah. uh, her competitor so the, the the backstory to all this is that sexy star actually becoming uh reina's de reina's champion is of itself a controversy it was tired yeah, it, yeah, it was tire valkyrie uh, who is the uh, the girlfriend's not wife is she the girlfriend I believe it's girlfriend, girlfriend of, johnny, of mundo. johnny mundo who is the their like world champion johnny impact now johnny formerly impact, john, john john morrison john Mar- and previously johnny, johnny nitro um and it, Basically, Johnny Johnny Mundo was asked to bring the Reigners to Reigners Championship to a AAA show, which Tyre wasn't performing at, so that they could do a photo shoot with it. Mundo never got the title back, and essentially they stole the title and gave it to Sexy Star on that show. They basically said, like, oh, it's being vacated, Sexy Star is now the champion. And 
there's I can't even remember why they decided to take the belt or why they essentially stole the belt off Taya Valkyrie. Mm. But it's this weird thing within AAA and Vampiro and everyone's kind of sort of shooting on each other. And that was like all legit shoot stuff. They're trying to turn it into you a made name. a video covering I, it all. The, the Mexican screw job. The Mexican screw job, absolutely. So that kind of sort of ties into this. And then during this four-way match, um, the what Meltzer was saying in the Wrestling Observer was that uh, sexy staff belt that um, Shani was taking legitimate shots at her mm. and she hit her for real and Sexy Star's reaction to that was I'm just going to no-sell every bit of offense now and I'm going to win this match and get out of here because they're trying to F me over so she put a legit hold onto Rosemary popped her elbow out and left with the belt yeah <sighs> she yes. claimed it was a work and Rosemary then went on to uh, on Twitter to say that it wasn't a work. Apparently, it was chaos backstage because mm. Jeff Jarrett's there representing GFW. All the GFW uh, locker room are really uh, angry and upset. Actually, the wrestling community as a whole got very angry and upset. Cody Rhodes said that he will never work with Sexy Stein. She's not allowed in any locker room that he's a part of. So everyone's kind of very much standing alongside Rosemary, as we all should, because this sort of thing really shouldn't be happening in wrestling in 2017. It is all a work. Like let's mm. let's all just be friends about it, but yeah, man, what a story! And like, I I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of crap on Twitter on Saturday because I didn't know the full story. You know, I just saw the video, and um, everyone's like, "Is it a shoot? Is it a work?" And I basically said, "I just said I don't know. It could be a shoot. It could be a work. This is wrestling, after all. Mm. We don't know anything." And, and got, Vampiro's involved. And Vampiro's involved. And then a load of people got onto me, say that I was being. Um, essentially being a mark because this is a shoot and that I should uh, think smarter about tweeting things mm. like that and I was like I didn't I didn't say it was a, it was a work I just said it, there's a possibility it could be a work Brian Pillman legit got himself fired and that was a work like he he worked uh, uh, Eric Bischoff into being fired yeah uh, the the actual incident itself uh, really it's because I, I think it's affected the wrestling community. So many different wrestlers. You mentioned Cody Rhodes, uh, Road Dog, uh, who's the head. Well, I don't know if he's the head writer, but he's very high up on SmackDown at the moment. Jesse James, of course. He said, uh, "Is is this true? If so, remind me to never work with her." Or you know, which insinuates she's never getting a job at WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of her Lucha Underground colleagues, like Ricochet and Joey Ryan, also tweeted out saying condemning people who turn uh, matches into legit shoots yeah and it's you can see why they are so annoyed because wrestling is so based on trust it's essentially one big what do you call it when you stand up and you just fall backwards trustful and, and trustful that's what wrestling is it's one big trustful because you are putting your life yeah essentially your life definitely your health in in your competitors' arms at, at the circus, when people are doing like tightrope walks and things like that, if they're doing it as a part of a thing. Cheerleading, actually, where you have to like balance mm-hmm. people and throw people around. It's all about trust. You have to trust the people that you're working with. Yeah. So as soon as you abuse that, it kind of is the old zombie mentality of one bite and you're out. Mm-hmm. Because how do you regain that trust of something that is so so fragile? Now, just to play devil's advocate and to give both sides of the or the so, Sexy Star obviously shouldn't have done it. I think we're all uh, uh, happy with that. That's a, a a good point, a good stance to have. I think so, yeah. However, in the heat of a moment, the moment, you're in a AAA match. You've got uh, four... It's a fatal four-way. Two of those people are hitting you. So, apparently, this was a... Dave Meltzer did say that Shania, Lady Shania had heat yes. with Sexy Star previously. That's why she hit her, for real. I don't know who hit who first... But Shania is hitting Sexy Star. I think it's Sexy Star's sister claimed uh, that. And also that Hamada started going after uh, Sexy Star as well. And poor Rosemary was the one that had to yeah. take the brunt of all of it. But this is... The lights are hot and they're on you and they're blinding. You're surrounded by people, but somehow you're completely alone. I can see how you suddenly panic in that situation. Just grab the nearest person to you and do everything you can to get out of it. This isn't the finish, I'm going to make you tap. And I guess the way to make someone tap is apply it for, for reals is. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunately, thankfully, Rosemary's injury isn't as severe as first thought. Yeah, it's just a, yeah, like a strained uh, bicep, which will take a few weeks out, but hopefully she'll be back soon. So 
from that perspective, although still very, very wrong, you get. I'm just trying to like. I'm just trying to see the other side. Yeah, you're playing devil's advocate, yeah. which I think is a, is a fine stance to take. And uh, well, I mean, I completely disagree with everything that that sexy started in the ring. I think we all wrestlers should be looking after each other. I think that the one of the bizarrest things to come out of this though. GFW were very upset by the whole thing, as you could imagine. Jeff Jarrett was fuming. Uh, all of the, the the backstage guys were fuming. Yet GFW are still maintaining their relationship with AAA. And Jeremy Borash is going down there uh, to represent GFW mm. for their next set of uh, AAA tapings because they just want to uh, maintain this this working relationship with them. But which I don't know if it was... Which is, which is a very uh, TNA thing to do. GFW. <laughs> I know, but like that holdover of sure. TNA business, it's just a very TNA thing to do. But it doesn't seem AAA isn't at fault here. It was the the person in the match who's True, responsible. but are AAA taking any action against Sexy Star? I would assume they'd have to. Uh, I don't know that yet, um, but Vampiro and uh, Jeff Jarrett apparently had a bust up afterwards, just verbally. Uh, but that's also understandable. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it, it is all a mess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just—I mean, I would just say that if if this was WWE and one of their stars had gone over to another promotion mm-hmm. and that promotion had legitimately went out to hurt someone, WWE would just cut ties with them immediately. Yeah, and just say we're not working with you. Yeah, so it is the the. I mean, I've spoken to people and you know, fans of the product, and it's like sometimes people have the view, yeah, but it's wrestling, isn't it? You teach people a lesson in that. This this isn't uh yeah this example is different but some people are of the opinion say if enzo's being rubbish just to pluck a name who's got heat at the moment enzo's being disrespectful backstage maybe you lay in a few elbows you go in there and you haze him yeah so uh jbl infamously did this to the blue meanie at ecw one night stand well that, legitimately that, that was crap out of it that was more of an accidents really mm. i think the story goes is that jbl someone hit jbl on the back of their heads uh, during the melee JBL turned around and thought it was the right. meanie and then laid into him for that. As it turned out, no one actually went out to JBL in particular. He just thought that the meanie was going after it. And they buried the hatchet and meanie beat him on an episode of SmackDown and had like mm. they had this match. Um, but a better example actually of JBL was when the Public, uh, public Enemy came into WWE yeah. or WWF at the time. Thought they were the hottest thing because they were really over in ECW and really over in WCW. So they were like, oh, we'll come into the WWF and be brilliant. Mm. And they were out of shape just looked like backyard wrestlers, just didn't look like WWF superstars. And so the APA went out there and just beat the holy hell out of them. Just beat the mm. crap out of them. And then to see if they would complain. Because the whole idea is just like, oh, they're so hardcore because they're from ECW, but they're complaining that we hit them a little bit hard. They're not hardcore at all. Off they go out the door. They did the exact same thing then to the Dudley boys when they came in, took them out, and the match is on the network. And they just it's on an episode of Raw, and they just beat the dog piss out of them throwing hither and yonder and when they went backstage the Dudley boys just said thank you very much guys that was really good I think we put on a really good show out there can I have another and and that was it and as soon as, and it's on the Dudley boys documentary that's mm. on the network as well and uh, JBO on there just goes like after that nothing everything was fine so, so you saw me smile there like the Dudley boys you know they've earned the respect that's cool uh, and and it is kind of romantic looking back at wrestling even 10 years ago where these sorts of things happen in in the same way it's romantic to look back at prohibition <laughs> america and say oh the gangsters running around and but the the, the real truth of the matter is that has no place mm-hmm. uh, well I, I i at least think it doesn't no i don't think in, it does in either today's uh, in today's wrestling world exactly Ed, enzo would be made an example of mm-hmm. at the moment but that's that's just not the way they do things now yeah so hopefully this doesn't i mean it will happen again but hopefully not for a long time a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What is going on with John Cena and Roman Reigns at Raw? Because much of the confusion comes from uh, just conflicting reports from wrestling news websites. We're going to go a bit inside baseball now Mm -hmm. because we love wrestling news. We know the Dave Meltzers and the Ryan Satins. We can say people by name. (laughs) The Mike Johnsons, of course, a PW Insider. Good lad. And sometimes it's interesting to see who... Who has the scoop? Like, if all of the guys are all of those sites are reporting the same thing, you're like, "Well, this is gone now. This mm-hmm. is going to happen." Uh, but if it's most more often than not, it's just one person reporting one thing and someone else reporting another. So, leading up to SummerSlam, Billy Batty of the Dirty Sheets was saying, "Everyone, it's going to be a fatal four way. It's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns versus who was the other one? Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. And Uh, Dave Meltzer was reporting, no, they've moved forward the planned main event for WrestleMania 34 of Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns to SummerSlam in order to get the title off of Brock. Uh, Reigns can have the championship and he can carry it through Raw. So better television ratings, presumably, as if the belt's a bigger draw than Brock Lesnar. (laughs) I was going to say, that's not the case at all. And and it turned out, obviously, it was the fatal four-way. And uh, the Dirty Sheets had previously predicted... Uh, there was Jinder, Jinder, Jinder yeah. Mahal, and every, like they had a hell of a good track record for three months. And then on Monday, we put up a new story based on the track record, you know, almost 100% accurate. And it was uh, Roman Reigns and John Cena's planned feuds. Mm-hmm. And they said that no mercy, it was going to be John Cena versus Samoa Joe, which we'd predicted based on looking at the house show circuits. Yeah, They, they were advertising a lot of matches. But Roman Reigns was going to be going up against The Miz. Yes, for the Intercontinental Championship. Which was strange because it looked like Jason Jordan was going that way, but then they've dropped that. Oh, who knows what's going on? They've dropped. They've definitely dropped Reigns and Miz, at least for now. The idea, yeah, Reigns would win the Intercontinental Championship and then he would be a Grand Slam winner. Uh, he would have won all the four major active titles in WWE. And then he could win the Universal title, Big Coronation, yada, yada, yada. So we made a video of that on Monday, did very well. But then I wake up Tuesday morning to watch Raw, watch Raw, and I'm like, huh, that's not what's happening. No, it was literally almost just after the video had been posted, because all of a sudden I started getting messages on Twitter from people, WWE announced about four o'clock Eastern Standard Time, that John Cena versus Roman Reigns is happening at No Mercy, (laughs) and they're doing a contract signing for it tonight Mm. on Raw. Yeah, so, but, you know, that doesn't negate... That those plans you could have had it you could have had the contract signing contract signings interrupted by Samoa Joe mm-hmm. you know you you should be facing a different Samoan he beats up John Cena later on the you know yeah. a couple of weeks time Reigns gets involved with the Miz I don't know uh, but previous prior to that it was announced by PW Insider that Samoa Joe was going to face John Cena mm-hmm. on that night's Raw and they predicted the rest of the card so uh the uh, Miz over the top battle royal. Uh, there was obviously there was Banks versus Alexa Bliss, but that had been previously announced. But the number one contender for Intercontinental Title match happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, you're yeah. just touching my face there. Just a little bit. So 
so that was obviously a last minute change because PW Insider are usually pretty accurate about that. So this No Mercy signing thing happened. And what the next day Dirty Sheet said, it's because John Cena suddenly couldn't, uh, he can't commit to anything after No Mercy because of this Transformers film, which has been shooting since mid-April. Yes. But he doesn't seem to have done anything for it so far because he's been doing the WWE tours. Mm Mm-hmm. So Cena says he can't he can't go to Survivor Series and have this long feud with Reigns. So they've moved that match to No Mercy. Obviously, Cena's going to presumably go away after that to shoot Transformers. When he comes back, Daddy Sheets say it's going to be the SmackDown where he's going to fe- defeat Jinder at Royal Rumble for the WWE title. What's going on? And in the background of all of this, the idea is that Brock Lesnar isn't booked for anything between No Mercy and Royal Rumble either. Mm-hmm. So you'll have no John Cena, no Brock Lesnar. Or Smackdown or Raw for the next couple of months what happens to Survivor Series uh, if that is true it's that's pretty panicky for WWE it's weird that Brock's not at Survivor Series this year yeah it's I, really weird I can't see that happening but yeah. if they thought their big match was John Cena versus Roman Reigns maybe they thought that was enough by itself have a few five on five traditional matches mm-hmm. Do the, well, I imagine they'll do the Raw v SmackDown 5v5 mm-hmm. match again. Maybe Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens will be another draw. Yeah. Like a rematch from Hell in a Cell, if they have a match at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. It's just, it's it's all, it's all weird. And I, I can't figure out what's going on here. No, and it, it, it's really weird. And I think that part of the problem that has come from all this, so obviously these might have been plans that were laid out, might be people speculating, it might have been people being told this, that, and the other. But one of the things that has thrown a wrench in the works is Samoa Joe getting yeah. injured. God, it's such a, a multifaceted story. I forgot about that. And yeah. I think that Joe being injured is what has kind of thrown all this into, I don't want to say chaos, but has thrown this a little bit off kilter, a little bit like the episode of raw that we went to in April. yeah yeah they had a show laid out and then Strowman got injured and when Strowman got injured they had to rewrite the entire show which is why we ended up with being centered around dean ambrose versus the miz was like the big feud that we got mm. the show long feud we got for that episode of raw well there were much longer lasting implications of that because uh wrestling observer were always reporting it was going to be brock lesnar versus braun Strowman one-on-one at SummerSlam, yes, but because of the some uh, because of the Braun Strowman injury, and they didn't really know how long it'd be out for. Uh, luckily, it was only six weeks, but there was a fear that it could be a lot longer. So they had that fatal five-way elimination chamber. Yeah, because that was going to be the ambulance match, wasn't it? Yeah, and then and it, it would... someone someone else was going to face Brock at Great Balls of Fire, and it ended up being Joe. Yeah, and Joe getting hot is what put him in the fatal SummerSlam four-way. main event. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that one injury threw everything out as well. It's the thing that confuses me is no mercy having Brock Lesnar versus Braun, Braun Strowman, which is a huge money match coming yep. out of SummerSlam. Like this could be the thing that elevates Braun to the next level. That's a Survivor Series caliber match. I completely agree. And John Cena versus Roman Reigns on a random B show. That's a Survivor Series. That's caliber a match. WrestleMania caliber match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And like, if we're talking 2000, 2001, 98, 99, that that happened a lot. Like you'd you'd have, oh my god, Armageddon was a great show. <laughs> but the, these aren't those times anymore. They do save those matches for the big four, mm-hmm. uh, and and the the ones in between are really just glorified episodes of Raw or SmackDown, on the but just on the network. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what's. <laughs> What's well, going I, on with this? But I, you, thought, I, like, I like this theory, though. Yeah, so WWE do have a hot... They are hot at the moment, coming off uh, Great Balls of Fire, SummerSlam. Ratings are kind of up. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much Battleground. Not so much Battle... Which Battleground? Was That was the Punjabi prison. Oh, yeah, really... I forgot that was in between them. Not a great show, that. So ratings are up at the moment. I don't know how much year-on-year year they are. That's always the it's much lo- more... It's lower down year-on-year. Year. Yeah, so that's the more interesting decline. Uh, but they're definitely up... For they're, the they're better, week they're, by week, they're having better uh, ratings now than they did in April. Yeah, essentially, which is, you know, which is WrestleMania season, the post WrestleMania lull. But we are now approaching the time when uh, Raw is going to have a lot of competition on Monday nights, and that's because it's the return of the NFL, which does huge numbers. Uh, not so much last year, I don't think, but it, you know, you never know with football. Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's slightly down. So maybe. They are loading, rather than do what WWE sometimes do, it's, oh, we're going to have competition. 
we just won't try for three months. Yeah. They do it on holiday shows. Uh, everyone's probably going to be out. So we're just going to do a throwaway show. I mean, let's look <laughs> at the state of Raw this time last oh year. Oh, my God. And what was that? It was more after Survivor Series. I, I'd say and pre-Survivor yeah, Series as well. Yeah, it was, the same, it was just the same yeah. four lads in, in the same four angles. But yeah, and like that was because Monday Night Football's on. There's no, there's no point in us trying to compete because we're not going to compete. So let's just do these mostly lame duck shows. And that was when Raw was really, really mm. bad. And it was also when SmackDown was great. Yeah. But my worry is if they're just going to go back to this mentality for Raw, while SmackDown is at its current level that it is, we're heading to some very, very dark months ahead of us. I know. I'm, well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, because no mercy gives me hope. All of these other plans aside, hopefully the reason they're stacking no mercy is because they intend to just power through the football months. And yep. what makes me think that even more, because I think it's either 2018 or 2019, TV rights come up for a renewal. And they need those to increase, really as you would do otherwise the shareholders it shows a you you want an incline rather than a decline mm-hmm. of things uh so maybe they they figure we're gonna have to just push through here yep maybe learn a lesson from last year batista for the hall of fame next year he is one of the names that's what? rumored so the three names that are currently rumored for like their headliners uh are batista the undertaker and the rock and the idea being that if it's one of those three, the other two, which of those three, the other two won't be in the Hall of Fame for this year because that'll be their headliner for this year. And then it'll just be full of your lower, your mid-carders, your just your random names, your one woman your, and your one celebrity. A tag team. A tag team, exactly, yeah. yeah. The I was under the impression that Batista's the name being discussed, but it is always on the table for The Rock or The Undertaker. Yeah, like, you... if The Rock just says, I want to go in the Hall of... Yeah, all right, I'll go in the Hall of Fame this year. They go, oh, thank you, Rocky. <laughs> what else do you want? I was going to say, I mean, of those three names, Batista is, like, the definitely the low end of those three mm-hmm. names because, like, The Rock is as a megastar. It, the reason they say that, that the Attitude Era, that era of wrestling, was so popular, and the reason why that 1999 through to 2001 period of wrestling was so hot wasn't just that you had competition from WCW and ECW. You had three very, well, mostly hot products with WCW and and Mm. mostly hot for ECW. But the reason why WWF was so successful is because you didn't have one Hulk Hogan. You had two Hulk Hogans in Steve Austin and The Rock. You had two megastars who, like, if one of them was gone, it's fine because we've still got the other one. And then when you've got both of them there the sky's the limits why Wrestlemania X7 was so huge because it was Rock Austin it was the second time they'd done it in two years oh, no, uh, the second time they'd done it in three years but it was just huge because they it was Hulk Hogan versus mm. Hulk Hogan and they never ha- they've never had that period before and they've never had that period since and yeah and that part of that down was down to the rock definitely but to fight Batista's case mm-hmm. obviously I'm, he I'm, is I'm not going to I'm not going to say that Batista's not worthy no 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 I mean it's a it's a it's fictional a, place in a madman's mind. The, the Hall of Fame. Drew Carey is part of the WWE yeah. Hall of Fame. Coco Beware is part of the WWE Hall of Fame. So there really is no level of quality or predetermined factors. But you know, when you think of Hall of Fame, I have no qualms with Batista as a headline. Not act. me. I think no. it might be a bit early. That's I think that's where I think I'm coming from. It's a bit early. Yeah. But having said that, he is like he's the hottest star in one of the hottest stars in Hollywood. Well. I think we, uh, I don't know if you know this, but do you know what the Hall of Fame kind of coincides with next year? Avengers? Avengers, oh, Avengers Infinity War. War. yeah. Which uh, Batista will be in as Drax. That's probably going to be one of the biggest films ever and in actually, terms of uh, box office. And there was a period in time when uh, Batista was, when he was back and he was in the main event of WrestleMania 30. Part of the plan, as far as I can go back and remember, was Orton was the champion going in. The headline was was meant to be Orton versus Batista before the whole Daniel Bryan thing and before CM Punk left and then Triple H had to change his plans which means he fought Daniel Bryan which means Daniel Bryan went to the main event. But the plan was it was going to be Orton versus Batista and Batista was going to win. He was meant to win the world title Mm. during his return. And part of that is when he was working a part-time schedule is that he could carry the belt around with him to these press conferences like he was doing Guardians of the Galaxy at the time so he'd go to the Guardians of the Galaxy press conferences and all of his interviews holding the WWE Championship and really get it onto this big stage they didn't go with that in the end they put it on Daniel Bryan instead probably the smarter move gave us one of the greatest Wrestlemania moments of all time lovely stuff so 
Yeah, I mean, it's, Batista is a big deal. And he's a bigger deal now than he was in 2014. Mm. So if you're going to do, like, now doing all the press stuff for... Uh, for Guardians of the for sorry Avengers Infinity War, which is going to be a huge movie. That's that's a two billion dollar movie uh, box office right there. He's going to be talking about the rest of the WWE Hall of Fame in all of his interviews. Yeah, it's it's definitely a smart idea. Mm-hmm. I just uh, timing wise, I I feel it, it makes sense for Taker because he's been wrestling for so long and he retired like, last year. It feel sometimes it feels like he retired a lot further a lot longer ago. But Batista only really retired... Well, he's done it twice, kind of, walked away from wrestling. Mm-hmm. But because his career is a lot more recent, it feels quite sudden. I guess Edge had that, but he was forced to retire. It's kind of a different circumstance. And the difference as well is that like Batista didn't really like his last run mm. he had with the company. He didn't like the, he didn't like the way the crowds were. If you read interviews with him and stuff, he was just like, I just don't get the way the crowd was. They were just r- chanting random things during matches. I'm trying to have a match with, with someone else, uh, with Alberto Del Rio, and they're chanting for Daniel Bryan. He's not in the match so mm. what, what, what's the point in cheering for that I I would love to see Batista have one last run mm-hmm. and a, a, a culminated yeah. with a Hall of Fame induction his last run should have been better if he if Vince had listened to what he said when he was going in yeah. because he said going in I can't be a babyface because they're not going to cheer me whereas Vince McMahon was like well of course they're going to cheer you look at you and your Batista, of course, they're going to cheat. Look at your tight jeans. Exactly. And he walked in. What happened? Everyone booed him. Mm. Batista knew it was going to happen, and he turned heel shortly thereafter. But it was a really lousy heel turn. Uh, should we play injury time? <laughs> yeah, go on then. So, quite a few big injuries recently. Yeah, they've had a bit of a bad, stra- bad go of it at the moment. The most recent was Xavier Woods on Monday. Mm-hmm. He has a sprained uh, MCL, uh, I think it is, and he. He, I mean, he'll be gone for about four weeks, probably. That's yeah. the usual time for that recovery. But he came down on SmackDown. It's kind of okay because Xavier Woods just stands at ringside while Biggie and Kofi do the well, wrestling. Unless he's in the match. And he's actually been the standout of the mm. New Day as of late. Yeah, really, really good. Uh, all the stuff in that Usos match was mainly... Was not it? all him, but the, I, the big I, spots I I was like, going to say, right? I think the last two New Day Usos matches, the the standout star has been Xavier Woods in you know across both teams. I think, and I love the Usos. I think the Usos are awesome. But I think that Woods, Woods really showed that he wasn't just the third wheel of that team because mm. it was always Kofi and Big E with Woods on the outside doing the... Things like that. He's, and now they're putting him in the ring and he's shown what he can do and he's been great. But at least they can work around that. By exactly, just they having can work around it. Yeah, perfect. The benefits of a three-person tag team. Exactly. But Samoa Joe, who is just a one-man wrecking machine, uh, Saturday night, knee injury. Yeah. About four to six weeks he's out, and that's what we were talking about earlier. That might have been what threw all the No Mercy plans in disarray, uh, or John Cena filming Bumblebee. We still don't know. Mm-hmm. So Joe's out. That's a shame because he's. this is the hottest he's ever been coming off of SummerSlam yeah. and Great Balls of Fire. Yeah, it's a real shame for Joe. Real shame for him. But then, of course, Big Cass was last week uh, as another torn... So that's the biggest one. That's another torn ACL. And that is... I mean, he's going to be out for, at worst, nine months. Which means... I mean, is that put him back for Mania? No, I missed Mania. Oh, man. Gutted. Absolutely gutted. It's always horrible for someone to miss WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, especially when he's just coming... Like, at the start, your singles run as well to, to miss out on Mania. It happened to Seth Rollins... Um, when he like he left the Shield, became WWE champion, was heading into the Royal Rumble, heading into WrestleMania, knee blew out, and he missed both shows. Gutted for him. It's it's not like the Enzo feud has been incredible. No, the turn was kind of okay. You know, nothing was right on. Nothing was perfect with his heel turn. So maybe I'm just trying to find a silver lining in a horrible situation. When he does come back, he could return as a babyface. Maybe you could just like it's been a while. Enzo and Cass are back together. Let's not talk about it, which I'm, is horrible. But sometimes it, it works. It would create a big pop. The question, I suppose, is will uh, Enzo still be with the company at that point? Yeah, good. <laughs> that is good you know, Enzo's getting beaten down. I don't know. And then Big Cass comes out to save him. I'd lo- S A W F T swaft. I was going to say I'd love it if it's um uh, if I were booking it. Uh, Enzo's just cleared house. He's actually standing tall in the ring. Then it's the. Cass comes out, Enzo's standing there. He's like, "You know what? No, I'm ready for you. I've got to fight. I'm going to fight." Get into the ring, standing up, face to well, face to face, like looking up, looking down, and then someone tries to run at Enzo. Poof, big boot. Cass just knocks them out, and then they just clear house as a team. That would be nice. It'd be great. 
Uh, do you want to do Asuka? She's very yeah, close to your she's heart. very close to my heart. Bloody love Asuka. She's so awesome. Still can't fathom in the, the YouTube comments how people don't like her. That It just baffles me. I, Brock it's only Les- a few people. Yeah, no, but uh, even then, I just find it baffling. It's bad. Just that's just me. I you just think don't. everyone should like Asuka? That's because she's so good. I, I can't think of any. I can't look at that woman and think like, oh, I can see why people don't like you. I can mm. see what's wrong with you. I, I just think I was like, she's everything. She's got absolutely everything. Whatever it is, she has it and so much more. So much upside with, mm-hmm. with Asuka and Carrie Sane as well, who was awesome in the uh, the first round of the um, uh, Mae Young Classic. Anywho. She has suffered a shoulder injury, and she suffered the shoulder injury during her takeover match. And that's how good Asuka is, no one noticed. I was really surprised. I was like, it happened in that match? What? Yeah. One of the best matches of the weekend. Yeah, exactly. And it happened like a midway through. Yeah, and it's no one knows the point it is. Everyone's watching going like, can't tell when she suddenly realised that she's hurt because she's she just tough carries. as nails. She's tough as nails. It's the same with like the, the, the Finn Balor shoulder injury at SummerSlam. Mm. Uh, last year where he was injured within like the first few minutes of the yeah, match yeah. and then worked another 15 minutes and you wouldn't have known Japan man that's, that's how you work <laughs> how you if work. you wrestle in Japan for a, a lengthy period <laughs> of time that, that's what it is you suck it up so she was out with a shoulder injury but it was thought to be fine because we haven't got takeover for another couple of months anyway she could just appear at uh, the TV show she doesn't actually have to wrestle she can just hide the injury but instead she has relinquished the NXT Women's Championship which hasn't happened on TV this week it's going to happen on TV next week and yeah, and so she, uh, the the story, well, the story's going round is that she's going to be moved up to the Raw roster sometime next year after her shoulder is all healed up. The idea being sometime that, next year. I think that's what I was. I read earlier. Yeah, it was something like they're going to push only up for four weeks. Yes, but they're still going to hold it off and do the oh, okay. call up next okay. year. Um, uh, because like the storyline that they're telling is that William Regal is negotiating with Raw and SmackDown cool. for who she's going to go to. Uh, I believe that's the case anyway. We'll mm. find out next week on on NXT TV when uh, how they edit it all together. And the gimmick is that she gave the belt over so they can carry on her undefeated streak mm. up onto the main roster. So they can basically do the Goldberg thing, counting how many matches she's won, how many days she's gone undefeated since joining WWE. So that should be a, a fine little gimmick there. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's, it's just guessing that she had to, to give up the NXT championship, especially because from a shoulder injury and stuff. But the other side of this, flipping it over, taking it back to the Mae Young Classic, it does mean that the NXT Women's Championship doesn't have a title holder. So there is there has been a discussion, according to Meltzer in The Observer, of the winner of the Mae Young Classic, we're not going to give away who is in the finals, could be given the, it uh, could be for the NXT Women's Championship. So they win the Mae Young Classic and they also win the uh, Women's Championship same way last year with the Cruiserweight Classic. They won the Cruiserweight Classic and the new Cruiserweight Championship. So that's also a possibility. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I, I would much rather see that because NXT's women's division is full of a lot of uh, very competent, but no, like Asuka was such a different level to she everyone else. so high above everyone that else. Yeah. It is difficult now for one of them to hold the title. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, it'll be a lot better to introduce someone new they get the title right off the bat and then you can kind of work on bringing all these components at the same level again yeah I completely and agree and Carrie Sane would be a, a, a good choice not that she's in she's just one of the 32 competitors I was going to say of like those 32 competitors they've got so many like mm. I, I was saying this to a, a buddy of mine because we were talking about the same way you were talking about them with the, the NXT women's championship uh, women's picture at the moment she's mm. got some really good stuff now I like Peyton Royce like Billy Kay I like Ember Moon like Ruby Riot there's some really good names in there but none of them are like superstars like Asuka was like Charlotte was like Becky was like Sasha was like Bailey was but now you've got this huge crop of talent that you can pick from from the Mae Young Classic and like you just take six seven names out of that and you could easily pick six seven names out of that yeah. and still have loads left over all of a sudden your NXT women's division is huge again and it's and it would be awesome and Ronda Rousey can squash them all when she comes in. <laughs> I do hope, actually, I would love the WrestleMania match next year to be the four horsewomen of WWE versus the four horsewomen of UFC. Mm, that that's what's be, being planned. That yeah. would be a great match. Man, what a show that was. So much news, so many topics, so many reviews to come. Oh, good, good news. Good crap gimmicks. Yes, good crap gimmicks. They were too good, unfortunately. I was say, Not yeah. all of them made the crap gimmick roster. I, I don't think we can do. We cannot put them in the crap wrestling federation. Mm. CWF. And let's get on with some Wrestle Ramble reviews. Of course, if you write them, we'll read them out here and give you a cheap pop, which people love. 
So if you want to hear your name cheered by two guys, <laughs> just, I mean, you could probably do that on Fiverr. But this is cheaper. <laughs> this is cheaper. So write a five-star review on iTunes. First up, we have Yen Hydrogen. The best podcast there is. The best podcast there was. The bed. The best podcast there ever will be. It's refreshing to listen be- to people talk about wrestling in such a non-professional fashion. That <laughs> 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 it feels. It feels the real question is: Cody Rhodes sabotaging the revival? Uh, I don't get that last bit, but I. <laughs> I. I mean, I. Yeah. Yeah. But we professional. Cheap pop. Woo! Woo! Yeah, yeah no, hydrogen. hydrogen. Cheers, Lovely man. stuff. That's a great. I want to put that in the bio of the show. <laughs> People talk about wrestling in such <laughs> a non professional fashion. <laughs> It'd be great if you. People talk about professional wrestling in such a non professional fashion. Mm. Yes. Yeah, that's professional wrestling. Unprofessional wrestling. <laughs> uh, the Limit Joshua Lynette writes Trio's Championship for the win. Yes. <laughs> yes, Joshua Lynette. I immediately know what the title of your review is in reference to. And it's that means he voted for the right person in Fantasy Booking Warfare. Serious, we didn't do Wrestle Ramble results again. Ah, no. It's like the Matt Damon thing. We'll, we'll see you next week. <laughs> we'll do it on the next week's show. Do it on the next uh, show. Anyway, Joshua Linnett writes, Listen to this on my commute to work three times a week. Perfect time length for me and helps prevent me falling asleep <laughs> at the wheel. Wow. So nice. thank you for saving my life, Luke and Ollie. <laughs> hashtag podcast over YouTube. Hashtag swaft. Hashtag Push the Great British Bake Off podcast. Oh, mate, well, we're wow. too late to start that now. But yes, Josh Linnett. Cheers, Joshua, Joshua Linnett. Lovely stuff. Anyway, that's all we've got time for today. We will eventually reveal who won Fantasy Booking Warfare from last week. <laughs> but we forgot to again today. Sorry. Um, we'll see you on Monday. Love you. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.